This is fresh. Robert Knoll from the Netherlands holds the record for the fastest cycle from Cape from Cairo to Cape Town. Uh, he set it in 70 days, 3 hours and 15 minutes in 2011. Our very own 23-year-old Keegan Longera is busy cycling from Cairo to Cape Town. I think he's in East Africa right now. And uh, we are going to catch up with him right now. Keegan. Hey, Fresh. How are you? I'm told you're black like me. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. Uh, under the cycle shorts, I'm like whiter than, uh, than an Eskimo. And then uh, the pots that stick out, yeah, I'm quite dark. <laughs> <laughs> Tell us about this journey. Just a quick recap. Why are you doing this cycle? Well, first, I'm doing it for charity, uh, Operation Smile, uh, fixing uh, cleft lip and palate yes. uh, for yeah, people all over the world. And, um, yeah, I think it was just a journey of, of self-discovery and, you know, challenging myself and, you know, really trying to, trying to go and, uh, you know, do something great with, with uh, my life. You know, we all have these big dreams. Yeah. So I decided to uh, set out on this journey, yeah. But you're 23. You should have discovered yourself in your bedroom when you were 15. Why do you need to discover yourself? <laughs> yeah, no, uh, I, I think uh, I just needed to to do something something big. Yes. And, uh, you know, university uh, was too much of a challenge for me, so I decided to take the easy route and start cycling. Okay, so, so you land <laughs> in Egypt, avoid Tahrir Square, and then do what? So yeah, I was I was in Egypt on the first. Um, I landed on New Year's, and uh, on the second of January, I set off towards um, the Red Sea. Um, but was stopped immediately by um, military, you know, police and things like that. Told me to turn around. I couldn't take this road because there was military training going on. Had to cycle back into Cairo and then yeah. towards the Red Sea. So I already wasted about 40 k's there, 40, 45 k's. Okay, now, so it was chaos, you know, from the beginning. Yes, now, before we get further into your trip, so what are you carrying with you? What kind of bike are you on? Okay, I'm on an uh, old Gary Fisher frame uh, bicycle. It's uh, just being spray-painted black. And um, I've got just standard nine-speed uh, Shimano uh, gears and, and components. And that's it, basically. I've got uh, I've got two racks for for when I need to carry all my luggage. There's there's parts where there's no support and there's no um, uh, you, you know people with me. And a lot of the time, I've got such a good team around me, you know, uh, giving me advice on where the next town is, how many kilometres, and you know we've got water and things like that. Yes. So uh, yeah, it's basically a mountain bike. Okay, so what? What towns and cities have you been through in which countries so far? Oh, it's been amazing. I've, I've been, uh, obviously Cairo was a, was a huge one. The Red Sea was cool. Aswan in, in um, Egypt. And then I cycled down to Khartoum, the capital city of Sudan, which was crazy. I thought the traffic in South Africa was bad, but Sudan was, was really crazy. Yeah. Um, and then across the, into uh, Ethiopia, which was probably the most difficult 
part of the journey so far. Ethiopia was crazy. I mean, kids chasing you with stones and axes and pangas and all sorts of things. Wow. You know, just trying to, trying to, trying to get what you have. Um, yeah, and then uh, the capital city, Addis Ababa, obviously. That was uh, quite a good experience. I had a rest day there, spent some time at the South African Embassy. Oh. Um, which was, yeah, and apparently Jacob Zuma was there at that stage, so it was quite cool being in the country while Jacob Zuma was there. Alright. And, um, yeah, so, and then, uh, down into Kenya, Nairobi, and, uh, at the moment I'm in Tanzania, heading towards the capital city. I'm probably about 100 k's away from the Doma in, uh, Tanzania. Now, how dangerous does it get, and has it gotten? So I think I, you know, if if I could go back and and uh, sit in that airplane as I was leaving Johannesburg International and know what I know now, I don't think I would have got on that plane. It's been, you know, like uh, it, it definitely was a level of ignorance, you know, yes. thinking about it, and it has got quite dangerous. I think the most dangerous was in Ethiopia when, uh, well, in Egypt, I was uh, the guys trying to rob me, a two teen, a teenager and an older guy on the back of a motorbike basically stopped me and they had like a, a Stanley blade and you know try to run me off the road wow and uh yeah a couple of k's ahead was a police roadblock which I didn't know about but they obviously knew about so just before the roadblock they you know headed off so that was a, quite a close call um and then Ethiopia obviously you know being hit by a couple of rocks you know and the helmet and the frame and the leg and things like that is uh, wakes you up a little bit and then um, our kids like line up in, in the road across the length of the road with all sorts of weapons and things and they you know they try to stop you so you're flying yeah. down a hill and there's this line of kids in the road and they um, wow. you know they're just trying to stop you so yeah it gets quite gets quite dangerous where where has the warmest welcome been oh Sudan was incredible uh, funny enough a lot of people were worried about my safety in Sudan, but uh, the, the Sudanese people are just so welcoming and so warm. And I, I camped every night there in the desert some nights. Wow. And, uh, yeah, the people people just welcome you and, and give you coffee. And, yeah, you know, they really, really are good people. Now, we discriminate against gingers. Does it happen in other African countries? It doesn't, but uh, I tell you the level of uh, the level of, of 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 I don't know if you can call it. Um, I don't think it's quite racism. I just think it's that you know they don't see many many white people here. That um, you know they just shout all sorts of things, and by the time you stop, like even now as I'm talking on the phone, there's just kids running from everywhere just to stand around you and have a look at you mm -hmm. and pull you uh, mzungu and and all sorts of things. So it's not gingers. I think they do look at me and, uh, you know, wonder which country I come from. Yeah. So and where they breed these kinds. <laughs> yeah, so e East African Zungu would be our version of Mlungu. Yeah, sounds like it. Yeah, that's it. That's yeah. exactly it, yeah. Now, <laughs> uh, if you just tuned in, we're chatting to Keegan Longera. He's cycling from Cairo to Cape Town. Uh, he left for Cairo on the 1st of January. When do you think you'll make it home? And will you beat the 70-day uh, mark you've set for yourself? Well, at this stage, today is day 55 on the road. Yes. And as I say, I'm nearly in, hopefully going to make it to the dormer tonight. 
Um, it's, it's hectic off-roads and things like that in Tanzania. I didn't realize uh, how bad it was going to be, so that's slowing me down a little bit. Yeah. But uh, I am on track, and if it keeps going this well, um, I, I do believe that, that I will break the 70 days. Um, yeah, there's, I mean, there's so much that can go, mm. you know, things can change in Africa very quickly. Sure. Yesterday I snapped my chain and had problems with my gears and broke my shoes. So yesterday I was spent a lot of time repairing things. Um, but I do believe that I can do it. Where can people follow your journey? Well, the best, I think, is, is Facebook because it's just one... Uh, you know, it's an easy way to keep everyone updated. It's just one place to post everything. And that's just, you know, people can search for Keegan Longera and uh, look for all the information there. Okay, Keegan. And we just launched... Uh, yeah. yeah, you just launched? We, we, we just launched a, a campaign actually on the Facebook page about uh, our Operation Smile School Challenge to try get schools involved and, and try and get schools to donate money to Operation Smile and... Uh, yesterday at school, you know, after such a difficult day, um, my my mother phoned me and told me that uh, Cambridge had actually, the Cambridge school in Woodbank had actually donated twenty thousand rand. Wow! Um, for surgeries in, in one day, they had raised that money, and wow. uh, you know, it just makes it all worth it. You know, you think yes. about all the tough days and all the dangerous parts. So I just want to challenge, especially my old school, uh, St Benedict's College in Johannesburg. And uh, all the schools in the country to just get involved and try and donate and just be part of the journey with me. Great stuff, man. Keegan, uh, we salute you, brother man. We wish you uh, all the best on the rest of your journey. Um, uh, hopefully under 35 more days to go. Um, Keegan Longero, ladies and gentlemen, find him on Facebook. He's cycling for the Smile Foundation from Cairo to Cape Town. All the best, Keegs. Thanks very much, Fresh. Love your work, man. Big up. This is years and years. Probably feels like that with a saddle up your bum. Live loud with friendship live on 5FM.